What's one of the most embarrassing stories about my dad? Embarrassing? Or funny. Okay. I didn't do my hair. Okay, I'm... but don't start doing this. You do it a hundred times. Let I <laughs> In observe my podcast, that. right? Yes, you have to stop doing that. Well, no one will call me out before we even start. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> no, I look taller than you. What the heck? What's going on? What the... <laughs> you little I, shrimp? I think you... my tor... <laughs> I'm about as shrimpy as you are. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place with Lane Fable. My name is Lane Fable, and today we have the long-awaited matriarch of the Fable family, lifelong baker, and the sweetest person on earth, Lily Fable. I'm My very Nona, happy to be here. AKA Nona. You guys would know her from the vlogs as Nona. Nona's been watching the podcast and she just called me out saying that I should stop touching my hair so much in them. So anyone that's commented <laughs> that before, Nona agrees with you. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Is this your first podcast? This is my first broadcast. But A podcast. Oh, podcast. It's not your first broadcast. No, that, I've done that before yeah. in connection with the store. Yeah. Uh, Nona has been on, it was Martha Stewart, right? Martha Stewart, yes. Was this before she was arrested or after? I think after. Just curious. She's been in this business a long time, though. Yes. Basically, I really want to focus on Poseidon Bakery. So will you tell us a little bit, I mean, mm-hmm. the quick rundown. Okay. Uh, in Greek, it would be Poseidon. And Poseidon was god of the sea. And I once asked Papu, my father-in-law, why is it called Poseidon if it's god of the sea? He said, well, when my father came here, the closest body of water was the Hudson River. He said, I'm still going to call it Poseidon. <laughs> and it's been Poseidon ever since. So Poseidon Bakery, or Poseidon, is our family's bakery that has been in our family for, is it 90? 96 years 96 now. 96 years now? Mm-hmm. So we're almost hitting that century mark. Amazing. That's incredible. First off, let's, who started the bakery? Okay, it was started by my father-in-law's father, who came from Greece in 1923 uh, with very little money. And immigrants in those days, all they wanted to do was work to succeed. He walked off the ship at 12th Avenue to 9th Avenue. He saw this little empty store uh, and said, I'm going to stop here. I've walked enough. And somehow gathered his money together and opened up the store in 1923. And the difference was... We're now on 9th Avenue and 44th, 45th Street. The first store was at 41st, mm-hmm. where the great big uh, Port of New York and New Jersey Authority now. is. Yeah. And they were doing things over, and unceremoniously, they kicked out every tenant that surrounded their building. And I must tell you, they were all immigrants. Very little notice. I'm sure none of them were paid. And that was 1950. Okay, so By that time... Uh, Michael, my father-in-law, had come from Greece himself and had taken over because Big Papu ended up going back to Greece years before. So this happened with, uh, with Papu. He then moved the store. He and Yaya were married, of course, and ha- has been there ever since, and it's 96 years that have gone by. It's very curious that the building and the store was started by two Greek men, <laughs> He married an Italian woman who was from the area that was uh, Austria, Italy, Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. She comes to this country, learns Greek, an incredible woman, an ear for language, 
and for cooking. Yaya? And, Yaya. And uh, now it's being run by the daughter of an Italian immigrant and her son, the second generation. He's the third generation. And we are still making the things that Papu and Yaya taught us how to make. Handmade. We have never, never changed a recipe. The one time, the, one of the biggest fights I ever had with my brother-in-law is he took an ingredient out of something we were selling, and the person who was buying it noticed it immediately. Really? And I said to John, why did you do that? And he said, well, it was kind of expensive. Well, I thought, well, who are you? You're just the son of the son the, of the son. The you don't change your recipe because the ingredient is expensive. Change something else. Yeah. We immediately put the ingredient back and brought it back to the people that had ordered it. And we have never changed a recipe since. Yes, it, they're sacred. Those recipes yes. are sacred. And I mm -hmm. always say I have to come in and learn how to make them just to know. No. And keep it in the family mm -hmm. and know. It's very interesting because whenever I say we own a Greek bakery and it's been in our family since 1923, <laughs> and then people start speaking Greek to me and I'm like, oh, but I'm Italian. <laughs> yes. And they're like, excuse me, what? And if you know anything about Greek culture, they're very proud, mm -hmm. very, they want to keep like their, their culture, culture very intact. Mm -hmm. So you won't really see Greek mm -hmm. people marrying out of, well, you, that's not true, but a lot of times, yes. if you're very like have very traditional parents, everything they're like you must marry a Greek girl or boy, and so when we say that we run the bakery, and I'm like, well, I don't know Greek, they're like, ugh, yeah. they're like, what? And I'm like, no, I promise you, it's top quality Greek pastry. But in the beginning, I was faced with that because I loved working out in the front, and Papu just showed me everything, and every now and then he'd have a Greek come in and say, oh, I, I can't talk to you. You don't understand me. I said, you're talking to me. Yeah. And then he'd say, no, I can't. So I go inside and I say, Papu, there's someone outside. He doesn't want me to take care of him. Papu would go out to the side door and say, yes, in this big, deep voice. And the guy would start talking English. He said, English? Speak Greek. You know, and he made the man order in Greek if that's what he wanted. Yeah. Little by little, they got to understand that I could also put baklava in a box for them and not mess it up. But very suspicious, and they wanted to see someone who would understand them. I totally understood that. Yeah. And, but they learned also to love me as yeah. the years went by. So if any of you are in the New York area or have been to Poseidon, mm -hmm. you walk in and normally without COVID. No one would yes. greet you at the front mm -hmm. and you will see all of our family photos yes. and everything that surrounds the shop. And it's just, it's a true New York staple. I mean, it's been there for almost a hundred years. Mm -hmm. It is, like you said, the recipes have stayed the same. Nothing has really changed. Mm -hmm. And I think in a day and age where things come and go so fast, that is such a refreshing mm -hmm. situation to be in. It, we have three generational families coming in, especially at the holiday. And uh, it's the grandparents, the great-grandparents, the daughters who have stayed in New York. But on top of that, not only that, we make special sweetbreads at Easter with dyed red eggs in the center in the middle of a cross. They make the best French toast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for Christmas and New Year's, it's a round loaf with the year on top. It will be 2021 this year, and we bake a coin inside. Mm -hmm. Very traditional. Oh. We send out about four, three to four hundred of those at each holiday because Greeks move away. Mm -hmm. The furthest we ever sent are, 
I think it was New Year's breads, was Hawaii. Hawaii I was, I was so proud of that. Hawaii, there are Greeks in Hawaii. Oh, that's amazing. So Puerto Rico, that's about as far. I always said to my father-in-law, but when is Aristotle Onassis going to come in? He must know about us. He was at that time married to Mrs. Kennedy. Really? And he said, he said Lily, he had his own baker on the <laughs> ship because he'd park his ship on one of the stops on the Hudson River. And they never came in? He never came in. But some of the Kennedy kids did come in over the years. Yeah. So out of everything that Poseidon has to offer, from Spanakopita to Phoenicia to strudels, which are obviously not Greek, they have an Austrian touch, Mm -hmm. everyone, all the filo dough is made by hand, but what is your favorite thing to make at the bakery? Well, I'm usually making the Spanakopita with spinach, the baklava, that's a little, has a few more steps. Saragli, the kataifi, the mm-hmm. shredded dough. Uh, I don't make the cookies. I find that tedious. Really? Paul does that. He makes curabiedes, kularakia, finikia. I have never made them. And uh, I do just the bigger pieces. And that's been my job. We all have our jobs yeah. to do. The bakery speaks for itself, actually. We've had writers come in over the years. They always say one thing, oh my gosh, Lily, it hasn't changed at all. I said, no, we're never going to change. This is who we are. And uh, it's blue and white. It's always going to be blue and white. And uh, you'll find us. And I think that's why people come back. They know they're going to find what they came here for. Exactly what they they don't want to change. They don't me, want me adding some ridiculous ingredient mm-hmm. and uh, changing the taste of things. No, of it's their the way it is. Pastries. Exactly. Oh, they're to die for. Now I'm hungry. I just ate, but I'm. We were talking about kataif, and mm-hmm. oh, now I want baklava. <laughs> okay, so Nona, Nona and I have a very special relationship. And when I went to college, I actually transferred to the city, so we would go get dinner all the time. And we'd sit at dinner, and I would often vent. I mean, as I still do all the time, and no one would listen. But I would always be like, tell me about how you and Nono met. And tell me about how my dad was when he was little. So I really want to capture those stories and just, like, have them as keepsakes. So I figured the podcast would be the perfect spot. But would you like to tell us the story of how you and Nono met? Oh, sure. First met? Uh, We had a local playground. It was West 43rd Street. It was called McCaffrey Park. It was named after the pastor of Holy Cross, who had been there most of his adult life. He was a very good friend of Cardinal Spellman, and we got things at that school that no other school got. For instance, there was no tuition. I don't think we paid tuition till Marco was in the first grade. Really? And so, and he literally went into my house on 42nd Street, my little apartment, and spoke to my mother, who didn't speak very much English with anyone else. And he said, are you Catholic? And she said, yes, I am. Are your children Catholic? Yes, they are. He, she didn't know where, yeah, where it was what's going. happening. They belong in my school, Holy Cross. This is my name. This is the school. I want you to bring them. I'll take care of the uniforms. And that's how we ended up going to Holy Cross. What pastor goes into anyone's home today to invite the children to his school and takes care of all of the expenses? Wow. And that went on for years. Anthony went to this school as well. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he was ahead of me. And I don't remember him at the school level at all. He was five years older. But we met. I was practicing my tennis in the playground, (laughs) all dressed in white. 
He was playing handball on the next court with someone that I knew very well. He was a paisano. Mm -hmm. He was a friend of my mother and father. And so every now and then, I had very good control, but I would hit a ball over on that court because then he would come over and give it back to (laughs) me. Oh, on purpose. (laughs) And uh, we were introduced, and he said, how come I've never seen you before? And I, I said, well, I live on 42nd Street. Where do you live? 44th, 45th. I say, well, I guess I only go out in a group. I don't go out alone. And here I was practicing my tennis alone. alone. <laughs> and he said, okay, uh, nice to meet you. And he went back to his handball. I went back to my practice. But apparently he asked uh, his friend, what about this girl? What do you know about her? And he told him, you know, this is an Italian family. They're very nice girls. She has two sisters, a brother. <laughs> Anthony's listening. Good, okay. And she babysits to make some extra money. And who was I babysitting for? A very good friend of his. They had two little boys. Oh, I don't know if I've ever heard this. Well, I don't think I ever told you because I just thought of it now. (laughs) And I I was a very, I loved babysitting, but there had to be rules for everything. The doorbell rings one time at about 11 o'clock at night. And I said, who is this? It's Anthony Fable. I said, yes, what do you want? And he said, I want to come up. I said, it's 11 o'clock at night. The children are sleeping. You can't come up. Come another day. <laughs> and boom, I turned off the uh, intercom. I love it. And then he told me the next day when I saw him, you know, I'm a friend of Freddie and Dottie. You could have let me up. I said, no, I have to ask Freddie and Dottie. I, I don't know you that well. <laughs> and that's how that started. And then we started to go out, but only... Since I was still in school, it was only on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And I began to say things to him like, if you only see me on the weekend, who are you seeing during the week? (laughs) So he'd say, well, I see other people. And he said, do you? And I said, no, I only see you on Saturday or maybe Sunday. And so then I found out later on as we're going out on Broadway in that era, there were places called 10 Cents a Dance. You sailors and soldiers went there, guys from the neighborhood, and you would buy a sheaf of tickets that said 10 cents on them. You, and I think it was given to them. And when we, they danced with someone, give them one of those tickets, the girls, which they held on at the end of the evening, they turned the tickets in, and that's how they were paid. Well, at the same time, there was a wonderful song called 10 Cents a Dance, that's what they pay me. Oh, how they weigh me down. I began to sing this to Anthony. He said, I don't think you should sing that song to me. So I said, okay, I will Why? sing it Why anymore. not sing it? Well, because it meant he was there. He was oh. picking up. And oh, how they weigh me down. They would hang on these pretty girls, these awful men, for 10 cents. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to stop singing that song to you. Years okay. go by, and I'm singing other types of songs oh. <laughs> But that's how we met and started to go out. Some and of my favorite stories. I just love hearing them because it's such a, it's, I mean, and obviously everyone remembers it, like the positive side of it, but I mm-hmm. swear it's like a movie. Every time Nona tells me another story, I'm like, this could be a movie. We could watch this, you know? Yes, I think it's been made a few times. Yeah. One of the first dates he ever took me on, now I guess I was 17, uh, he took me to the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, my God, what a thrill that was. Mm-hmm. You look up, the city is completely lit up. And he asked me if I had, uh, had ever been there. And I said, no, this is the first time. And it was just terrific. And I was a reader. 
And I loved books, especially books about horses, a New York City girl horse. When yeah. did I ever see one? Never. <laughs> and he said to me, you're my black beauty. And I said, oh, just like the horse. He said, you're also a wise guy. <laughs> and then I, I got to be a little calmer, and he tried to kiss me. It was a very nice, sweet kiss. Oh. I didn't know how to kiss him back. I'd never <laughs> kissed anyone. Remember, this was like ancient times. It's not ancient, this but yes, was it was the, different. It was the late, late 50s. Yeah. yeah. I just love the stories because it was a true courtship. It was, oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing obviously now like the dating apps and whatever, and it was simply oh, no. just you guys had mutual friends, and then mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I want to take, like, take you on a date. Mm-hmm. And then... And had to come to the house, too, and meet Mama and Poppy, yep. so... He wasn't worried about that. I wasn't either. I didn't want Poppy asking him any question. But the thing was, my father was the silent one. Mama mm-hmm. was the one that kind of looked out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That sounds like my mom and dad. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, so at what, when did you, what age were you when you met Nono? I was 17, going on 17, 17, and he bought me two things for my birthday that I said when he first gave them to me, I don't think I can accept these mm-hmm. things. One, I still have them today. Oh. One was a beaded evening bag. Where was I going at <laughs> 17 to use an evening Maybe. bag? And it was beautiful. And the other was a cashmere set of sweaters in pale blue. You know how they used to have those matching yep. sweaters, the short sleeve? Yeah. And that. And I'm thinking, how could I bring this home and show my mother? what? Where'd you get that? Yeah. But I did. And she thought it was very nice. Uh, she thought he was spoiling me. That's how she said, you're spoiled. I said, okay, I'm going to keep him there. And your mom spoke Italian at Yes, home. Italian and English. Her fractured English was very easily understood. We grew up speaking Italian. We're first-generation Americans, so that was our language. Yeah, I wish mm-hmm. I learned some Italian in school, and we used to be able to have very yes. com- light conversations, mm-hmm. and then I stopped practicing, and now Nona will just will be out food shopping and she'll say something about someone in Italian and I understand it but I'm like I can't answer you back yet like they're right there <laughs> like that time we went to Italy you were your Italian was very good it was then, good because you were still studying yeah and Quinn as well so it was oh. easy to say guarda quella donna grossa look at that fat lady going by you couldn't say that out loud <laughs> but you could say it in musical Italian yes and you yeah. understood absolutely mm-hmm. and I wish I never let that go but you can always so go back to it yeah so the one last story I would really love, I think I, I think everyone would love to hear on the podcast is, um, so when you guys did get married and you went oh. on your honeymoon, mm-hmm. and you were only 20 at 20 the 20 years old. I wasn't even legal in the world. Yeah. We went to Europe on our honeymoon. It was a two-month honeymoon. Anthony Which had right just come there, out of... That's, yes, you're doing it right. He came out of the army. He had saved whatever money he had. I saved something I had. He wouldn't touch any of my money. And we booked this trip at a travel agency on 8th Avenue. And our furthest point was Greece. And then all the stops in between. Mm. France, Germany, Switzerland. I, we went to Germany because I had relatives. I had a great-grandmother. Uh, and he had... Let me see, Yaya, Yaya's mother lived in Yugoslavia. Then it was Yugoslavia, now it's Croatia, and we stopped there as well. So we were looking back at our history, That's starting amazing. with the grandmothers, and it was wonderful. Did, are, and did you get to see anyone there? Were oh, there yes. Any, so oh, we met them all. We met them all. And, That's so uh, exciting. It was, and I was the interpreter because both sides spoke Italian. Mm-hmm. 
Even the German, they had left Italy. They came from a town on the border with Germany, Austria. So they went into Germany quite young. They learned to speak German. These were my two aunts and an uncle. And uh, Anthony's grandmother, she spoke Italian and Yugoslavian. Mm -hmm. So I was the interpreter, and they were always very curious. How come he doesn't speak? I said, his mother never spoke to him in Italian <laughs> at home because she was too busy learning Greek. Yeah. By that time, Yaya had married Papu. She was learning another language. Wow. So no time for Italian. So after a while, it became, he'd say to me, Lily, what are they saying? So <laughs> then I would have to say, and they were all very complimentary. But every now and then, I'd give him a little stick, and I'd say, if you're not nice to me, I'm never going to tell you what they're, what saying, they're saying, or I'm going to tell you lies, and you're going to... He said, please don't do that. I'm always going to be nice to you. I love it. And so when you were in France... Oh, France this was This story, the... Which one was the it? The casino story. Oh, yes. We go to Monaco, yes. which uh, it was this little magical town. It doesn't exist in this country, and there was a, a famous casino, and I go to go in, and they ask, passport, in those years, you had to present your passport. And that told your age, where you came from. They looked, 20, you can't come in. I said, what do you mean? You're not 21. And he held on to this passport. And Anthony, of course, older. Yeah. I said, are you going to go in? And he said, Yes, I am. I said, and where am I going to be? On he your said, honeymoon. Oh, this is very funny. And uh, he said, well, I, I won't be long. You can stay here. And I said, okay. Well, I went home. I didn't stay there. <laughs> I went back to the hotel and locked the door. At about 2 in the morning, he comes back. Lily, let me in. I said, no, you can't come in. He said, why? Was I gone too? I said, of course you were gone too long, and you let me sitting <laughs> on a little couch. No, you can't come in. And then I said... By the way, did you win? He said, no. I said, you definitely can't come in then. <laughs> and I let him sit out there for an hour or so. And then he uh, came back in. I love it. Mm -hmm, yeah, I love that story. I just, all of the stories we've had over dinners and things, mm -hmm. I wish I somehow could have like, I just wrote them wrote all them down, down right after you told me. That being said, I, I know there's so many more stories mm -hmm. and maybe no one will come on again one more mm -hmm. time while she's here. But people actually sent in a bunch of questions. Oh, okay. So I figure we can go through some of those. And then if there are any other stories you'd like to tell. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my friend Lauren says, what is your favorite food memory? My favorite food memory. And Lauren's also a baker. She's a pastry chef. Oh, well, I'll tell you my favorite desserts. Uh, profiterole, <laughs> if I'm eating French. Cannoli, if I'm eating Italian. And I've always liked veal cutlets. Tender little veal cutlets, maybe a little spinach. That's not Very dessert. simple. That not oh, dessert. Oh, that's just that was, food memories. That's food food. I see what you're but saying. But my desserts memories are wonderful. Or what is like the one restaurant or, you know, like one meal that sticks out? Oh, I, I think I could. Italy with the nonnas that came to cook for us every night, maybe? Oh, yes. This was in... We went on that trip with the whole family. In 2000. And we rented this beautiful villa... And we hired two women from the town because the boys said, no, and mom, you're not doing the cooking. Yeah. We'll get together. They hired two nonnas from the two. town who shopped and cooked for us each evening. And let me tell you, it was so wonderful. And the villa was so beautiful. There was a long dining room table outside, if the weather was nice, 
and an equally long one inside. Wooden table inside, kind of a marble type table outside. And they made the best meals. I will never forget those, the pastas and the... A different pasta every, every evening. Because in Italy, pasta is not a big fat dish. You start off with a little appetizer, and then you go on to your meat, your vegetable, whatever. Mm-hmm. But pasta is different every night. Oh. And, of course, very good wines. Yes. And then they would bake, and you and Alessandra fell in love with tiramisu. tiramisu. And we I, learned how to make it, yes. and now I forget. They taught you how to make it. I think Alessandra still knows. Yeah. I never liked that dessert very much. Because you think the lady it was, fingers it are was, soggy? Yeah, everything gets soggy. Okay. I like crispy desserts. I love tiramisu. I know. I love. <laughs> but yeah, food memories, all of our family memories, I feel like, around really food. revolve around food. Yes, because food really stays in your memory, mm-hmm. and it brings back an event. And it brings people together, and I think that... Mm-hmm. The quality time plus like taste is a very strong memory mm-hmm. indicator and it is. It will I don't know. And it's just you get together and someone brings some food out or like Nona comes out and we'll bring a spanakopita or fenikia and we all get together and eat them and how could you not have a good time? Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts when Lane traveled to the Philippines alone? Well, it surprised me that this little thing I'm had the courage to do that. Yeah. When I was growing up I don't think I ever went to Coney Island alone. It really? was an hour away on a summer train. We didn't do that. We just didn't do that. And here she was packing her bags. But you know what she did every time she went visiting? She'd climb up to the tallest oh. building of the little mountain and sit on the edge. And every time I saw one of those pictures, I wanted to slap her. Well, this is normally what she does when she sees one of those oh, pictures. Taking here, a you chance could, you with could, your life. You could do it. This is known as classic thing. What do you do when you see me? Yeah. I do that. Smack in the back of the head. But especially if she's taken a chance unnecessarily. But she's come back with wonderful memories. I yes. must say that. And she shares them with us. And I'm thinking, I never had the courage to do that. Not only that, I wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah. An Italian mother would never, never have let me go on a trip that far. I think the reason my parents were also, and everyone was a little more at ease, was it was the first one... Like, that was my first solo trip mm-hmm. out of the country, fully alone. Mm-hmm. And I was going to see Aileen. So it was someone that was familiar. They mm-hmm. knew I was meeting somebody there. Right. So I wasn't fully alone. But yeah, I remember my dad being like, you're brave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. But That's the word that comes to mind. And then yeah. once I started, I can't look back. Now I, I wish I traveled a little more before COVID hit because it's going to be a while till traveling is uh, back to normal. Yeah, but it, it'll go away. Yeah. And we'll try to get back our normal lives again, a new normal, Yes. what everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> Someone goes, Nona, how do you feel about Lane vlogging and now that you are internet famous? Nona was internet famous way before I started vlogging. I'll have that be known. Okay, first of all, I don't understand this at all. She gets on there, she interviews. <laughs> I press a button, I see it all. To me, it's like a miracle. What, that I edit it That all? you're doing, you're editing, you're putting it on and I'm seeing it. Like for the first time, it's a, a reminder of what's going on. Yeah, and it, it is. It's like when we don't, we hadn't got to see each other mm-hmm. in the beginning of COVID, you kind of got to see what was going on at home yeah. because I'd put it on YouTube and things. But yeah, Nona has had her fair share of um, being on television shows, interviews. Mm-hmm. I still, hopefully, maybe now that COVID's like slowing down a little and it's quiet, maybe I can come in and we could do like a Poseidon tour. That would be wonderful. Yeah, be We're there. We've had tours come in before. Yeah. Usually children with their uh, teachers. Well, I would just come in with my camera and we can yeah. do a whole... 
Absolutely. Little... We can do that. What is your favorite color? I would say turquoise. I was going to say, turquoise, I'm shocked Nona's not wearing yes. it right now. Uh, you know, I left oh, my earrings upstairs. The thing is, it's a color that you can use spring and summer. Mm-hmm. I rarely wear it in the winter. Just in But in, yes, it brightens things up. I love it. Yeah, that's why I got my love for turquoise, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Alyssa asked how you learned to bake, but that was... Just being there, going to the store At what point after did school. you realize you were going to work in the bakery? Well, in those early years, I was just helping. and I was going out with Anthony. It's when we got married. And then I could come down, usually at the holidays, because mm. it was extremely busy. Yeah. And that's when I learned to make very particular things. Yaya taught me. Mm-hmm. I worked with her. Papu was always doing something else. And I, of course, would take care of uh, a record of the books, of the ordering, things like that. And little by little, I began to make these things. And I was very fast. I was as fast as Yaya. Mm-hmm. So the two of us could knock out... 40 trays of baklava. You know how much work goes into that? That's a lot. And in those early years, we had a window in the front that was a part window, and underneath there were shelves. At the end of the day, we could fit all the unbaked baklava in there. Then when we finished whatever we thought we were making for the day, Papu would take it out, put it in the oven, and bake it. Oh, wow. And I thought, we did a lot of work, but it came easily. We were always talking. Yeah. Yaya would speak uh, English, of course, and we would speak in Italian when we didn't want Anthony, John, and Papu <laughs> to understand us. I love that. And, Just uh, to have that capability. Yes, keep, keep that for ourselves. But then I started to make things and then got really involved when Yaya and Papu first retired, mm-hmm. and that took years for them to leave the store. It was difficult for them yeah. to leave. They went to Florida, but they would come back, uh, I think, twice a year. And uh, when they came back, we always made sure we had plenty of everything because John and Anthony had to have the approval of their parents. (laughs) And he'd do stupid things to, you know, to work extra hard. Really? Uh, He just didn't want to displease them. Yeah. Because in growing up and the way we grew up, we didn't want to displease our parents. We wanted to do things. You want their approval. Yes, that they taught us to do that we finally learned how to do. Yeah. And it was very easy. So then from just the holiday, I began to go down to the store. Well, the, when the little the boys, there were three of them, but as each one was born, we used to bring Marco down. We had a gigantic pot. I can't even tell you how big. And it was sloped. We would fill that in with blankets and little pillows, and we would put it in, in his onesie. So this way, I'm working he here, and he's over there. Never far from the smells and the sounds of the store. Yeah, so my dad has truly grew up in a bakery. Oh, absolutely. Like literally in the bakery. In the big pot. In the big pot. <laughs> you know, I once started to say, don't you think we should have a walkie-talkie because we lived above the store? Mm-hmm. How many people can say this? What a wonder that is to go to work knowing you're going to be happy, you're doing something you like, and, you and you're bringing traffic. happiness to other we people. We go right back, the back stairs, upstairs. And he said, Lily, just bring him down. We don't need a walkie-talkie. Yeah. I said, you're right. And that's when we started to bring them down. Marco was alone for four and a half years before Tony came along. And he was off doing things. And Tony was in the pot. Love they it. all take turns with us. So I was very involved with the boys all those years. That's why it was just holidays. So, And uh, I think it got to be full-time 
I don't even know when. Years went by. Yeah. And little by little, you observe, you learn. You spend more time. Yes. And then... Yaya always wanted me to try things, touch things. So they never said, oh, no, you can't do that. Or that's never, never It critique. was more of like, come and learn. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the best so way great. to learn. Alyssa also wants to know what your favorite places you've traveled to and what your dream places to travel are. Oh. Well, of course, I loved going to Italy. Yes. When the first, on our honeymoon, we met relatives. When we went with the kids years later, they saw a part of their culture. And uh, I think it, it remained with them for a long time. And I'll give you a little for instance. We rented this beautiful villa, and we just said it had to have a swimming pool, because how many kids were we taking? Oh, when we went? When, yes. Oh, it was. So that was Yeah, over, I think nine. we had like nine kids. Yes, nine kids. And, uh, and we had to, we knew we were not going to be traveling with them by bus or whatever. No, we had a pool. We went swimming every day. Mm. Uh, Sydney is the, uh, the youngest girl in the family. They're, each son had one girl. And we were out by the pool, and she got stung. And she cried years go by. And she says, Nona, you remember that time you took me to Italy and the bee stung me on my culo (laughs) and I cried and you told me jump in the water. And I did. And it was okay. Oh, my gosh. So that's years later. So stories stay with children. You think they're not hearing, observing. Not true. This was at least five years after we came back from this trip. That's one of all of our favorite trips. I mean, just it's. It was unlike anything we've ever done. It was all family. Yeah. So We're actually talking about doing that in 2022, I think. Oh, that We're would be great. To. That yeah. would be great. But your dream travel place. You and I have talked about this. I'm yes. not sure if it's still the same. Uh, what did I say? I don't You remember. wanted to go to see the sequoia trees in California. Oh, yes. For that and one other place. I don't know why Anthony never... He never caught on. The other place that I wanted to go is the Chateau Frontenac in Canada in the winter when it's cold. Oh. This, this is on the top of a mountain. Beautiful. And I thought a weekend would be perfect. He never picked up on that. I said, I'll have to do it with someone else. Well, but we'll have the to go sequoia in the trees, yeah. I've read those stories over the years. And that picture of a car driving through, through one tree. of those magnificent trees, I thought, I would like to do that. Except you'd have to walk a lot for that. Yeah. And my well, knees. Well, you can drive. Well, that's I would I sit mean, in the car. I mean, you can hike there, but you can drive through yeah. the oh, park. Oh, I could never and... hike, but I could walk a little bit. Yeah. Well, so that we was a great trip. I've been telling my dad you that we have to You have to work on it, Lena. I was like, Dad, I'm just going to buy the tickets. Are you coming or not? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is a loaded question, but okay. somebody asks, what is the best advice you have for this generation? Okay. But I'll tell you how the boys were raised. We were so much kinder. I think they were taught you had to be considerate of other people's feelings, Mm -hmm. the way you talked. We didn't curse in our house, so if you wanted to curse, go in your room. And that's my favorite story of Marco. You were just talking about, yeah. Yes. He said to me, I want to say this word. And I said, tell me what it is. He whispered it. And I said, okay, we don't say that word in the house. But if you want to, go in your room and lock the door and say it as many times as you want, as loud as you want. And after a few minutes, he opens the door. He says, Mom, did you hear anything? I said, no, I didn't hear anything. He said, oh, okay. Okay, let's close the door and go back again. The word was, shall I say it? Yeah. Was fuck. <laughs> was it really? Yes. How he old heard was it. he? I think he was Middle maybe school. about seven or eight. Oh, oh he young. was young because he knew he hadn't heard it. He heard it heard out in school. the playground. Yeah. 
And uh, he knew we didn't say it because he hadn't heard it in the house. But I said, but you can say it in your room. We don't have to listen. So they could always learn and try new things. They, I think, just being nice to one another. I didn't, there were two words I never allowed. Mm. They could not call each other stupid. And, and you could second? not say shut up because and, my and dad brought that into yes. our childhood. He's you like, can't. I don't care what you say. We don't, we never really cursed. We weren't no. allowed. But And you were listened to. When I said you cannot say that, it's because you have to listen to what he's saying. Yes. And yeah. those and it was, two words. Shut up. Um, my dad always says it's just demeaning. Yes. You should never tell someone to shut up because they have an opinion and they can say and it. And they like, can say it, yes. And stupid. You should never call someone stupid because also you can think someone's stupid or whatever, but mm. like that's one, it's demeaning, and two... Then if you think they're stupid, teach them what you think they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very so your your advice would be to uh, care about others' feelings. Yes, absolutely about others' feelings about bullying. I don't think they ever had to go through bullying. Well, you never had a daughter. No, maybe that's it. Maybe boys. <laughs> no don't one knows bully. my whole story. Yes, they just punch up someone and it's <laughs> over. And who knows? Maybe that's the best way to handle it sometimes. Because guys, little boys. Make friends of the guys maybe a little older that were bullying them. Mm-hmm. Somehow, they stand up for their rights at one point, and they become friends. Yeah. Girls aren't that like, way. No, guys are very easy. When yes. they have an altercation, they get through it, and they're like, okay, it's we're over. cool now. Yes. Yeah, and girls will be like, well, I hate you forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, well, I think we already answered this, but a favorite, your favorite memories with your grandchildren? Oh, well, first of all, that trip was wonderful. All the little different things they would cut up with, come up with, uh, when uh, when we were in um, where was that place? Uh, the beach. Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Oh, that was we used always to go every fun. Summer. Every summer, I think We'd we bike did ride it every morning. Six or seven years. The first thing we did, we had to go rent bikes. So I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be riding a bike every single damn for morning. miles. Yes. You guys have seen the vintage vlogs. Yes. The, the, they were great. Them. So we all had to learn to ride a bike. And one time, I crashed. My new nickname for the summer was Crash. (laughs) I said, I didn't crash. I just fell over a little bit, but I fell into some leaves. No, my nickname was Crash. Crash. And we tried all different uh, types of foods. We were eating lobsters. The kids hadn't had that, really, but they were willing to try. Uh, We made Quinn... He tasted all of the New England clam chowder, and he would do a critique. A taste test? Yes. He would do a taste test. Food he said, no, no, too thick. Uh, another restaurant, too salty. Another one, too many potatoes. Too liquid. Too many. Yes, he had his way. <laughs> and they all had their way of just being with us. They were really a part of us. Sometimes two sets of grandparents went, <laughs> Lucila yes. and John. And that was always fun, too, because very different ways of looking at things. Yes. Yeah. Opens your eyes a little bit. Yeah, different yeah. perspectives. And you learn something, too. I think another but, memory that I love that we have together is when we would go to New Smyrna Beach, and Uncle oh, Tony would rent the house on the beach. Yes. And, and all the cousins would... I yeah. loved it when the cousins were together. We'd all come down. Yes. And it was, uh, it was a time when this... People are dispersed. They go away to school, they marry someone from that area, and they stay, and they Mm -hmm. never come back. This was a chance to get the cousins together, and to see them interacting, it was always worth everything. If if Anthony wanted to play golf with his sons at a bigger age, I encourage that. Go with, be with the boys. It's another way of seeing them. And so that part of family was always very important. 
And also, I liked them all. It would be awful if I didn't like oh, one wait, or the other. Did you guys all go to Florida together? Uh, we, I'm thinking mostly of the vacations in Martha's Vineyard. In Florida, I would go down. Of course, Anthony was around yeah. for a long time. And I don't, you, I don't know if you came down at that we, era. Yeah. You came down later. later. Yeah. But of course, they had cousins there. Yeah. Aunt Jeannie had, yep. s- had seven children. So they always had a and couple of cousins to play with. Yeah, I think that's true, like, and making time, and just like for Memorial Day when we had Nella over, and yes. Shannon and I have been hanging out even more, and it's just, you realize, like, we live so close, why don't we see each other more? Like, how yeah. do we get so busy that you don't see family as but much as you could? Lately, you've been doing it the yeah, last few years. Yeah, it a point. calling your cousin. We've been going down to Florida. FaceTiming with important. Alessandra while we yes. ride, video chatting. Yeah, that's terrific. In the morning. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, you have to make time for that, though. Yes. And I think once you started, I think you realized how nice each of you were to yeah. one another, to yourselves. We, they're, and that's a learning thing. My cousins are some of my best, my absolute best friends. The like, girls I go all to look them. alike. Oh, we all the look. The boys all look alike. We look like sisters. Like, I go out <laughs> yes. with Shannon and Alessandra, and everyone's like, oh, who's the oldest sister? Oh. And I'm like, well, <laughs> right. I'm the shortest, so I look the youngest, but... <laughs> I am the oldest. Okay. And then one last little segment mm-hmm. I do on the podcast is a little rapid fire questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I already know your answers. But oh, okay. I, I can just tell. Okay, ready? New York City or LA? Are you kidding? New York City. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Winter or summer? Summer. Spring or fall? Spring. Tea or coffee? Tea. Iced tea. Nona has her fit. We're drinking her famous iced black tea with extra lemon. Yes. And we drink it all four seasons. It's just just a summer drink for me. Always. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs, usually, but Mr. Boo Boo came into my life a year or two ago. Nona has a rescue cat. Yes, because he was rescued from our next-door neighbor who left him out over Christmas. He was little. Avi found out about this, went over and said, you're never getting this cat back. I'm taking it. And he took it to my house. I'm not really an animal lover. But so he'd you be in love the store. Mr. Boo Boo. Yes, Mr. Boo Boo looks after me very well. And you guys, it's, it's the sweetest cat. I don't even yes. like cats. I like Mr. Boo Boo. Yes. He's a little crazy. Yeah, you're very nice to him. Oh, I love him. He I has love green animals. eyes. Yes. And he looks at you and like you've surprised him. Sometimes. him. Yeah. If sometimes. he thinks you've done something he doesn't like, he'll go after you. I remember your legs. one time I was walking up the stairs while I was staying over, and he just like swiped my calf out of nowhere. And I was like, hey, Dude, what? I was like, I didn't even. <laughs> What? Yeah, on the other like, hand, on the other hand, one floor above us is Stella. Yeah. This dogs. most lovable dog, huge dog, with long curly hair that doesn't shed much. And she just talks to you with her eyes. Yeah. She's a She's very dog. caring. Vacation or travel? Oh, that's interesting. I think traveling I did when I was younger I could get around more vacation means being together with the people you love and it's not just for two days it used to be a week then it became two Two weeks weeks, so I think vacationing with family is great when you come down to Florida when Quinn came down yes it was wonderful getting everyone together introvert or extrovert oh I'm extrovert yes morning or night I'm a night person. Nonna, I stay up very late. Nona is a <laughs> night owl, and she's like a party animal. Like, we would go out to dinner, and we'd get back from dinner at, like, one, 12 or 1 a.m., <laughs> and I'm like, normally I'm in bed by 10.30, Nona. 
was like, what? No one's like, excuse me, 10.30, that's when I eat dinner. That's right. <laughs> because in the store, sometimes in yeah. years past, the store was open till 9 o'clock. When the children were younger, I cooked for them, fed them earlier, and I waited for Anthony. So we very often were eating at 10, yeah. 10.30 doing the dishes, watching TV till one or two, yes. all my English shows that my children despise, <laughs> but I love. And uh, it's just a way of life I can't change now. Yeah. No, you're a night owl. Pancakes mm. or waffles? Oh, I like waffles, but I make pancakes more often because I don't have a waffle iron <laughs> unless I come here. Waffle. Chocolate or vanilla? It used to be chocolate, but no more. Vanilla with things in it. Raisins, nuts, a caramel, that type. <laughs> Book or movie? Oh, that's something. Difficult. I, no one, oh. Yes, I love reading, and I go to the movies very often. Yes. And I, sometimes on Mondays when we're closed, I'll go with my best friend Maria. She used to have more time. We would have lunch, and we'd go to see usually a foreign film. Mm -hmm. And I would come home and try to explain it to Paul. <laughs> he said... Mom, don't tell me that story. It's going to make me cry. Why do you think it's so great? I said, I'm looking at the actors. They do make you yes, cry. But they're wonderful movies out, and I wouldn't give that up for a minute. Okay. <laughs> and romantic movies are the best. Yes. Oh, we love love stories yes. in this house. Apples or oranges? Oranges. All right. Pizza or pasta? Oh, both. Pizza if Marco makes it, and yes. then I can eat four different kinds, a piece of each. Yes. Pasta... I, uh, if the nonnas in Italy make it. Yes. The pasta that I love, the sauce that I love is uh, that pink sauce. Pasta. Yes. And I, I'm tired of the red, red sauce. Yes. Yeah, just... But I could have something with cream. The things you're not supposed to eat at my age. Oh. Those are the things I like. I disagree. I say okay. eat whatever you'd like. That's right. A little of everything. And what's the one thing we always say? About? We Our... have to save room for dessert, <laughs> so we get a menu first. Anthony used to say, Lily, that's not the way it works. I'd say, I want to see the menu first. Then I could read the menu. The dessert menu. And then I'd say, I want to see the dessert menu now. Yes, signora. He'd bring it over. I'd say, okay, now I know what to eat. And we know I how much always, room to leave. I always saved room for dessert. Always. Mm -hmm. And I love eating dessert with my gal here and Alessandra. We'll go out and always share a dessert. I can't wait till Alessandra's back yes, in Yes, we city. have to do that again. Yes, so much fun. Well, thank you, Nona, for coming on. And Good. if you guys have any more questions for Nona, let us know in the comments, and mm -hmm. maybe I can coerce her into coming on another episode. But is there any last words that you would like to leave the listeners or watchers with? Well, I think what everyone is doing with these podcasts, with the talks, I think that is the best thing, getting to reach your friends. I still, every now and then, say they want something. I say, okay, I'll call the store. They say, Nona, on their phone, Amazon, they get it the next day. I'm still falling for that. I still think you have to get on the phone, go to the store. To the no, store. they're making life a little easier for okay. me. So I'm it. learning something, too. Oh, yeah. Nona is one of my biggest fans on YouTube. You watch the vlogs on your phone. I see. I she do. has her notifications on. And I do make little comments sometimes. Yes, I love them. But how do those people that I don't know get on my Facebook? Oh. Lena put me on Facebook and the, <laughs> what was the other one? Instagram. Instagram. And odd people come up on the screen. <laughs> I'll give you the oddest story of all. <laughs> Across the top of my little phone, a very fat, overweight Caribbean man in a tiny bikini, begins dancing. And I'm thinking, where did that come wait, from? Wait, what do you mean? And then I must have hit the send button. 
And the next thing I know, a very proper woman calls me, Lily, oh, or she writes me, Lily, I'm sure you didn't mean to send me this. And I'm thinking, what is she talking about? And it flashes on. You sent this to my mother. And her mother <laughs> was about 85 years old then. And I thought, you're absolutely right. I did not know how that got on there. I hit the send button. I'm thinking, I have to pay more oh, so attention. It must have been a little like GIF. Like the little oh. pictures that move. Yeah, it came across the top of the screen. I'm trying to think of what that could I don't know. Been. Well... No. I wanted to get it off. Instead, I sent it. On that note, go send the weirdest gift you have to uh, an 85-year-old in your phone. Yes. All right. Uh, well, thank you. I love oh, you. It's been wonderful. And we'll do this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. And I'm sure there are other stories. My dad will be like, you got to ask Nona about this story. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Okay. What's one of the most embarrassing stories about my dad? Embarrassing? Or funny. From when he was little. That we can I don't think laugh. he ever did anything to embarrass me or, or himself. No, himself. Oh. No. no, he was pretty good. He ever cut his hair off? Did he ever? No, never did anything like that. Kind of looked after his just a good brothers guy. a little. Just a good yeah, he guy. was a good kid. I liked him a lot. I still like him. We still like him. He's a great, uh, <laughs> what do you say? He's a mentor to his brothers yeah. and to other people now, I think. Yeah, and, and they see us. his life. And uh, I think they, in turn, want to be like that somewhat. He's sweet. Yeah. Just a, a all-around good guy. All right, Dad, we love you. Yes, Your daughter you. and your mom love you. <laughs> Make pizza. Okay. On that note, we're going to go eat some. Bye. Bye. Oh, and if you would like to support the podcast, please join the membership on my YouTube channel, or you can support it from 99 cents a month on anchor.fm slash lanefable. I'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. That was so easy and right? good. Now, when will you see that? That will just come on. Oh, we'll have to edit oh, it. Oh, you have to. It'll do take it. me about six oh. hours to edit. Yikes! That's but work. I'm excited. It'll be on a Monday. I recently told Lucille a story, growing up the city kids and how, coming from parents like we had immigrants, Marco was go. He was about four, and Nona took him for a walk. Mm-hmm. And after a while, he was tired. He kept saying, Nona, I want to go home now. I want to go home. And she was shopping somewhere. And he <laughs> finally, one more time, and exasperated, Nona, I'm tired. I want to go home. She didn't listen. He stepped into the street, held up his hand, and called a cab. Dad did? As a baby. Oh, four or five yeah, four. years old. Didn't Quinn but, do the same thing? I don't know. That's another oh, story. Okay. He, uh, the cab stopped. My mother outraged. What are you teaching this? No, get out. No. He, 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 further into the cab. Get out, Marco. No. And she said, why? No, she brought him home and then berated me. How could you allow a child? Do you know what it costs? I said, Mom, it's okay. I said to him, Marco, why did you do that? He said, because my legs are short and I was tired. I kept telling Nona, but she didn't listen. So I called a cab. Uh, going home. That's a New York story. That is, yes. I wonder what my life would have been like if I had grown up in the city versus here. Well, I think, I think different. Different. I don't know vastly different because what you have here is just another lifestyle. It's so different. There, for instance, we I took them to Central Park to play to see trees and grass. Oh, we went a long distance. Things like that. Uh, I completely forgot. I forgot to mention. that you you don't drive. You've no, never never drove. New York City never yeah. drove. 
We'll have to do it on the next one. Yeah, next one. <laughs> next one. There's a hundred things to do. Wait, we could talk about so many things. Yes.